a light, a sound, a universal energy forming organic tribal algorithms that spans the globe, reaching down to its very core.
Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl from the Underground Experience here at KCLAFM and KLED Live. I have a very special profile moment with an ex-pro basketball star and popular personality, Mr. Tommy Hawkins. He's written a new book, Poetry Nights. Whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever your convictions, welcome to the eclectic world of The Hawk. Life's Reflections, Poetry for the People, can be best described as an eclectic collection of vernacular poetic narratives full of insights and surprises. Each narrative is accompanied by a captivating painting or photograph that illustrates his words. From famed artists Leroy Nyman and Ernie Barnes, among others. Tommy promises you won't be bored. In fact, you'll enjoy his unique indulgence into rhyme, meter, metaphor, symbolism, and free verse. It is his hope that Life's Reflections, Poetry for the People, will be a dynamic, entertaining, and uplifting experience in your life. The wide spectrum of areas covered include love, women, sports, psychiatry, travel, music, family, relationships, the 1960s, and much, much more. As you may know, Chicago native Tommy Hawkins has enjoyed an incredible career as a college basketball All-American at Notre Dame. Ten years in the NBA, Cincinnati Royals, and Los Angeles Lakers, an Emmy Award-winning, Emmy Award-nominated radio and television broadcaster, event host, and motivational speaker, and a public relations executive with the Los Angeles Dodgers. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Mr. Tommy Hawkins. How you doing, sir? I'm doing well. I couldn't have said that better myself. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got to if you're going to do it, you might as well do it, right? Hey, well, lay it on me. <laughs> That's what we're here for. Well, I thank you so much for taking this time today, and uh, many blessings to you and your family and forward-moving positivity. Thank you. All. Thank you. Now, um, your, your credits and your epitaph is huge. Uh, yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm, I've been blessed. Let's put it that way. You have been. Now... Coming, let's let's go back in time a bit. How was it growing up in Chicago as a young Tommy Hawkins? Uh, getting to know me, yeah, who I was, mm. and the possibility of who I could be. Mm. Uh, becoming a young basketball star, not ready for that. Mm. And reading the paper one afternoon mm -hmm. that I was leading the city in scoring. Wow! And I, whoa, whoa. <laughs> I looked at that and got off the streetcar and called my mom at work. Saying, I know that's mom, right. I don't know what to do with this. Wow. I don't know how to handle this. Mm -hmm. She said, we'll talk about it when we get home. Nice. nice. And so we talked about it. She told me, you know, just be gracious, be humble, be yourself, and work hard. Because mm -hmm. I got to school the next day, mm -hmm. and everybody was saying, you the man. Everybody knew. You the man. <laughs> we read about you. And I said, oh, thanks, man. Thank you. Then I went in a corner and said, oh, God, what does it mean what to be the mean? man? Right. <laughs> what does that really mean? <laughs> exactly. Now, did you have a large family? Uh, yeah. You did? Uh, three older brothers, one younger sister. Mm -hmm. And uh, growing up in Chicago, which was great. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, there's, um, there's a poem or a narrative in the book mm. that's entitled Sleepless in Chicago. Mm. As I went over the places that I hit and, and all of the things I did in growing up. Mm. And um, 
It was a fantastic town to grow up in. Mm -hmm. And, uh, of course, if you're the leading scorer in the city of Chicago, which I was, yes. all of the colleges come after you. I'm getting these letters and from <laughs> Kansas and Marquette. It's and like every day is Christmas, State. huh? <laughs> said, Whoa, UCLA, you know. Come on aboard. Yes. You know, we want you to be a part of this. Nice. I went to Notre Dame. And I'm glad that I did mm -hmm. because there I got a quality personal education mm -hmm. uh, in a place that was just getting into integration. Mm -hmm. You know, when I went to Notre Dame, segregation was the law of the land. Yes. Oh, yeah. You know, this oh, yeah. was before Martin Luther King. Yes. And Rosa Parks. Yes. And before the first civil rights legislation. Mm -hmm. So That was a feat in itself, just... Making it to the school. Exactly. Just getting there because yeah. there were only 10 blacks Without in the soldiers. school. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I didn't march in with the National Guard, right. you know. <laughs> uh -huh. But the president of the university at the time was Father Theodore Hesburgh. Mm -hmm. He held a press conference. This was part of the expression in 1955. Mm -hmm. I'm older than I sound. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, you don't look it either. Hey, thank you very much. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, he held a press conference to say, hmm. anywhere in Notre Dame's minority students weren't welcome, neither was Notre Dame. Wow. Now, this was huge. That, that's huge. Back then. Wow. And uh, they would never, we, we traveled throughout the South and everything, anywhere, all of us couldn't stay or eat, hmm. none of us could stay or eat. Wow. wow. That was a great backing. So I grew up with that kind of backing, and I grew up hitting all the high spots, you know, mm -hmm. my first dinner in New York was at Club 21. Wow. I ran to the bathroom and called my mom, said, I'm at Club 21, we're having dinner. She said, what? Right. Blacks don't go to Club right. 21. <laughs> Act like you belong there. Wow. It's <laughs> like, I do, Mom. I'm at the uh, table. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the I'm table. I'm part of the group. I didn't I'm, come in the back, though. I'm enjoying the Chateaubriand. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. That's nice. Now, you know, this is very ironic that you say that because just the other day I went to see a story about Daisy Bates. Yes. With the uh, Little Rock Nine. Nine, yeah. And, uh whew, powerful stuff that was going on at that time so that's amazing that you were able to do what you did it's amazing right and you know i was only black on the basketball team for four years i was the only black in any class that i attended for wow. four years first black captain mm -hmm. of a major sport mm -hmm. first black all-american mm -hmm. you know but i I didn't bathe in that stuff. Right, you know, right. this is, what, this is why Jackie Robinson broke the color line in 1947 to mm. open doors for people like me to step through and keep the doors open for other people. Yes, yes. Yeah. That, that's incredible to me. I thank you for what you've done for making it possible for all of us to do what we're doing because, I mean, that was a major landmark, a milestone. In your time. Anytime, my friend. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> well, ladies and gentlemen, we are here with The Hawk, Tommy Hawkins. We'll be right back right after this break.
tears running from his eyes He said, Mama, I can't take it His face was not disguised And then he said And then he said I'm not the man I was I'm not the man I was Three years ago What am I Tommy Hawkins here, and I want to share some of my stuff that's in this book, Life's Reflection, Poetry for the People. And I think that you'll get into it. This is a thing that I wrote in 1997 in tribute to Jackie Robinson. And Jackie Robinson, of course you know, broke the baseball color line. But he went through a lot. And I wanted to encapsulate his experience. So I wrote, Jackie do they know an ode to Jackie Robinson? It reads, Do they know what you did, Jackie Robinson, when you broke that color line? Do they know the worlds that you opened when the Dodgers asked you to sign? Do they know the humiliation that you suffered through the years or how it felt to stomach the threats and constant racial jeers? Do they know the competitive passion with which you played the game or the host of insults you endured when they defiled your name? Do they know that you rose above it with majestic winning style, escorting a perennial bridesmaid down the coveted championship aisle? Do they know that you were a black Moses with a soul of raging fire, a man who firmly stood his ground with undiminished desire? Do they know that you had all the tools, talent, smarts, and skill, well blended with civility, plus an unshakable ironclad will? Do they know that when you left the game, no grass grew under your feet? You continued pioneering using the executive suite. Do they know with respect and reverence we document your deeds, careful to water and nourish your bountiful, well-sown seeds? Do they know that in the Hall of Fame you regularly reside, having scaled the heights of the grand old game and humanity with pride? Do they know that you left us early? age 53 when you passed, but in that great half century, what a legacy you amassed. Beautiful. Wow. You know, you have the paintings and portraits on the book, but as you read, I can see it. Wow. Wow, that's what, that's what I want. Uh, a multi-directional book mm. that you can touch mm. You can see, mm. you can get a message, mm. and one reading will not be enough. You'll mm. go back to this yeah. time and time again. Yeah. Because there are instrumental pieces in here that sing to you and reach out to you. Mm -hmm. 
And in these messages and narratives, you will see yourself, mm. me, members of your family, your friends. Mm -hmm. They're all in here, encapsulated right. in the messages that I deliver. Right, because we're all the same. We are all spirits and souls intermingling. And, we, and, and they all know each other. Everybody, the outside is just a cover. But the souls know each other. That's true. Yeah. Everybody say hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that is powerful. Now, you released this book back in uh, winter, in December. December 8th and you've at been, the Museum of Tolerance yes. here in Los Angeles. Nice, and you've been enjoying a wonderful book tour. Yeah, yeah. as a matter of fact, I'm booked through April, mm -hmm. and uh, my PR guy is just doing just a heck of a job oh, for yeah. me. Oh, yeah. Big shout out to and, Bob Mazza. Hey, Bob. How you yeah. doing? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and also, um, I am getting great reactions from people. One lady wrote to me to say, I got your book. I read it every night to my grandkids, mm. and we discuss the narratives, and we really enjoy the paintings. That so, whoa. Well, and that's one, key. One lady in Malibu wrote to me to say, I had no idea that you had this talent. Please continue writing. Mm. Your insights inspire us all. Mm. Nice. And I have, I've had feature articles in the Daily News, mm -hmm. Malibu Times, mm -hmm. uh, the Malibu Seabreeze, mm. uh, Lots of different things that have been uh, the Los Angeles Sentinel. And it, it's just been great. I've been surprised by the reaction. And I want everybody to touch, taste, and sense this. Because I don't deal in esoteric BS. Right, Excuse the expression. <laughs> you know, you. no walking on the beach as the moonbeam mm. drenches my body. Mm -hmm. No, that's not what we're talking about. We're, <laughs> we're talking, talking about reality. life issues. Right. Reality. Break it down. I do, do a thing in here, and I have a painting of Sigmund Freud, mm. the father of psychoanalysis. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I describe what one goes through when they go through psychoanalysis. Right, right. And uh, it's, it's hard-hitting. Because you're going to read some of the stuff in this book, and you'll oh, see yeah, yourself. Oh, yeah, Oh, yeah. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> now, let me, let me ask you this. From yeah. inception, how long did it take you to finish the book? Years. Because the writings took years. The visualization of the writings hmm. took three years. Wow. Okay. Just to get it The properly. perfect. The perfect. I was going to art galleries. I was visiting friends of mine who are artists. And I was begging and pleading, please clear me to use your stuff wow. in my book nice. so that people can be inspired. This is something that mom, dad, teenagers, everybody can get into. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, it's ageless. I, it, it is ageless, yeah. and it's timeless. Mm -hmm. The book has shelf life. You yes. know, usually you get a book, you read a couple of passages, mm -hmm. you put it toss down, it. toss yeah. it. Uh, the the jacket on the book gets soiled. <laughs> you ball it ruffled. up. <laughs> you, you throw it out. <laughs> this is hardback, but <laughs> laminated. Yes. So if you spill your mm -hmm. you have no wine sportyote yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on the book, just wipe it off. It's cool. Right. Inside or out. Right. Nice. This is Life's Reflections Poetry for the People. Could you please give them a website? Do you have a website? Uh, yeah, TommyHawkins.net. TommyHawkins.net. 
and you can see uh, the articles that have been written and the stops that I have made and my appearance schedules and everything. It's all on there. And you can even purchase the book from my website, TommyHawkins.net. Great. And and just one other thing. Is there a pearl of wisdom or knowledge you can leave with my listeners in regards to the state of the world right now and what we need to do in order to survive this and go on and overcome? Wow. I know it's kind of no, heavy. But, yeah, <laughs> it, it is heavy, but I, I appreciate the mm. challenge. Number one, you have to find out who you are. You know, get to know who you are because a lot of people are out there in a braggadocious way, mouthing off, saying this and then, and have no sense of self. Yes. We've got to have a sense of self. We've got to have a sense of education. We have to have a sense of our fellow man and woman. Mm -hmm. I taught for three years at Cal State Long Beach. Mm -hmm. Ninety students in my first class, black men in the mass media. Okay. I walked into the class. They're the whites. They're the Hispanics, the Asians, and the others, all in their little sections, blacks. Mm -hmm. So what the hell is this? Mm. I said, we live in the most racially and ethnically diverse city in the history of the world, and here you are sitting in this class, all sectioned up. Mm -hmm. I said, get the hell out of your seats, walk outside and come back in, and you may not sit next to anyone who is like you. Wow, that's powerful. There's a voice that what the hell are you preaching, miscegenation? I said, no, I'm preaching individual and racial understanding. Mm -hmm. Now, if you've never known anything about the nation, I'm going to give you 10 minutes before I start my lectures for each class where you get to know those people. Mm -hmm. If you've never had Hispanic food, if you've never had Asian food, uh, Japanese, Chinese, whatever. Step outside I, of yourself. I took them outside of themselves mm -hmm. and set up dinners at these various restaurants mm -hmm. so that they can go in and sa sample it. I said to the Soul Brothers, there's more than lima beans and fried chicken. I know, that's right. <laughs> I might need to go to dinner with you. <laughs> Come on over, brother. Right. Well, Tommy, I thank you for this time today. It's been great, and I wish you the most best success, blessings, and on whatever soldiers. Hey, get the book. All right. We'll all be richer for it. That's right. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, pick it up. Life's Reflections, Poetry for the People, Mr. Tommy Hawkins, who could ask for anything more. We'll be back with more right after this.
to work out Brother to brother Everybody needs a hand Once in a while Brother to brother Hey, 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 ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the second half hour of the Underground Experience with me, your host, Captain and DJ, Uncle Earl on the radio. How you doing? I'm doing incredible. I feel so excited um, just talking with my guest, Mr. Tommy the Hawk Hawkins. Amazing, amazing gentleman. Uh, he, please check out his book. It's, it's, it's incredible. Anyway, I've got a few announcements right away. Um, last Sunday on April 1st, which is April Fool's, I went to the Catalina Jazz Club and was totally wowed by the vocal stylings of Miss Yvette Kassan. This woman is highly, highly anointed. If you ever hear of her in town or anywhere near you, you better get over there because you are in for a real treat. I love you, Yvette. We had the pleasure of working together on Broadway in the Duke Ellington production play on in New York City. And also, just Tuesday, there was a record release from Black Angel Down called Pretty Face. They are family. They are my brothers in love, in crime, in the industry, and we are doing this Occupy movement. Ladies and gentlemen, get ready for it. Okay, and um, there's just so many things that are happening in the world today. Please, please love each other some more. You know, it's, it's not really cool to, you know, cast blame or spite or envy or jealousy all that stuff it's a waste of time because our time is precious here on this earth it's it's not not like water you know don't don't waste it anyway on to positive things i want to introduce to you an artist katrina white a chicago native and daughter of legendary bluesman junior wells katrina's musical background began at an early age singing in church choirs and later in vocal groups she moved from Chicago to Los Angeles in 1977 and shortly after met a singer-songwriter, Teddy Rabb. Together, they garnered a professional songwriting relationship that still exists to date. And um, I was introduced to Katrina by Mr. Miles Grayson from Miles Ahead Production uh, when I was at the Artisan Music Awards. He's a friend of, a mutual friend of Stevie Hawkins, who won Best Jazz Artist. Ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, I'm bringing you Katrina with Tired of Thinking About It. Let me know what you think about this. Oh, my. 
Hey, ladies and gentlemen, how you doing? This is Uncle Earl with a special spotlight moment. I had the privilege and honor of being on a, a talk show recently called Her TV with a wonderful host named Kanika. She's a true entertainer and performer. Kanika has been singing and dancing and modeling and acting and writing and public speaking since she was the, about five years old. Kanika then made her transition to media by covering interviews with politicians for media company Be More News. She became co-host on talk radio shows, One Mic, WEAA 88.9 FM, and Empower Hour, WOLB 1010 AM. Kanika's success allowed her to be chosen as the host of TV music video show Urban Music, gaining a large viewing audience on Comcast and on satellite TV overseas. Kanika currently devotes her time as the executive producer and host of popular TV talk show The Talk Lounge. The Talk Lounge airs on Fox 45. This TV network Comcast and online reaching over 1 million households in the Mar Maryland, D.C., Virginia, and Georgia regions. She has also serves as co-host on That's the Reality of It All, a weekly show featured on Fox 45, this TV, to over 90,000 viewers. Recognizing the new online media trend, Kanika is the co-founder of Online TV Network, her Style TV. Her Style TV has successfully launched a very popular Her Style TV blog and weekly blog talk radio show. In addition to being talent on TV, Kanika has a passion for singing and acting. She has starred in many musicals and stage plays such as Sankofa, which premiered in Philadelphia. Kanika has appeared in the movie Socket to Me, written by New York Times bestselling author Zane and will be starring as lead in the upcoming movie, Selfish Desires, to be released this year, 2012. And as a singer, Kanika has performed at the historic Apollo Theater and has opened for national recording artists Kem, Kendry the Family, Soul, and Kevin Michael. She has appeared in concert with artists such as Frankie Beverly and Mays, Fantasia, Mario, Chuck Brown. Kanika is the lead singer of the pop rock band, the Upstarters and is working on her debut album entitled Ready for the World. And I've got her here today. There's so much more to this woman, but I will let leave something for you to talk to her about. How you doing, Kanika? I am good, Uncle Earl, Uncle Earl. <laughs> I thank you for joining me today. I'm oh my goodness. You know, you, you you talking about me, but you got a whole lot going on, girl. How you do all of that? Do you ever sleep? I'm working on that. I'm, I'm really trying to, yeah, to get more sleep at nighttime. You trying? Uh, okay, I hope we can yeah. do that. <laughs> but but how how are you? How are you, how is it? How does it feel to be living your dream? It feels good, actually. You know, and just hearing you um, read the list of accomplishments. I think a lot of times we when we get caught up in trying to make things happen and make it to the next level, mm. we don't realize mm -hmm. how much we've done and how much we've accomplished and how important it is to be proud and, and happy. Yes. Those accomplishments. So yeah, it, it feels good. Yes, yes. So let's go back to little Kanika. Where, uh -oh. where did little Kanika grow up? How did she grow up? Little Kanika was crazy. In a good way, of course. <laughs> okay. um, I've always been an entertainer for 
performer. It's good. I wish I could show you some pictures. Uh, I think I sent from my mom uh-huh. and my dad recently, but I've, I've always been a character, always um, performing in the church. I did a lot of public speaking in the church, a lot of dancing mm-hmm. um, in the church, and um, always active, a lot of modeling and and um, performing in different pageants and whatnot, and so that really gave me a strong foundation for um, to wanting to be on the stage. Mm-hmm. And you, you are from the Maryland area. Yep, I'm from the Maryland area. I grew up in the. I was born in Baltimore, Maryland. And so I actually moved back to Baltimore when I got finished from college. So I'm cool. living here now. Nice. Now, now, do you have any siblings that are in the business, or or do you have siblings at all? Oh, I have a younger brother. He's um, actually a computer nerd. But okay. He's not in the business. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but he can hook you up. He knows how to yeah. hook you up and help you out, though. Um. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always good to have. Um, When you were that little girl, did you start, like, say, for instance, performing in front of the mirror in your room? Or how did that, how did it come out? <laughs> how did that have you go grab the hairbrush and just croon a tune and dance and put your mama's makeup on and her shoes? And, well, how did it work? You had me paid. Oh, really? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> I mean, literally, that's what I would do. I mean, for real, it's crazy because when I started the, um, the Talk Round Talk Show. Yes. And we were going into our second season, and we were trying to decide, okay, you know, how are we going to start off the show and mm-hmm. um, <laughs> for the intro? And that's why I got to my parents and try to get pictures of me as a little girl. Yes. And I said, you know what? I said, I think I want to start over the show with a little girl Aww. trying to be a talk show host and then have her smile into me. And just thinking about that 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 thought, I actually started seeing the visuals of what I did as a little girl. Because I remember back in the day, mm. Oprah Winfrey was that, like that, the first great black woman that was yes. on television it. And I remember going to my mom's closet, I put on her dress, <laughs> I got a microphone, I'm like, hello, this is Kenita show, and live today, we're going to have so-and-so, so-and-so talking about so-and-so. All right. And it was crazy to see how just doing that as a little girl, yes. and now me being an adult woman, yes. that connection was so strong. So that, that would be all day long, in front of the mirror, putting on makeup, dancing and prancing, and, um, and it's really me as a, as a performer today. That's great. That's great. And so what about your training? Did you jump into like a performance group at a young age, you know, with studying acting, singing, and dancing, or did it just kind of come natural? No, I did have some training. I mean, I, I would say it was, it was, it was natural in the sense that I was doing things, mm-hmm. you know, already as far as in the church while performing, and my parents saw that I, I had some talent. They put me into some acting classes, mm-hmm. and some dance classes, and, um, and then I ended up getting involved in um, a uh, school called Barbie Don. I was about like a preteen. Ah. Well, I said little girl. I said so from <laughs> from being a little girl to about a preteen. Uh-huh. Um, I did a lot of shows throughout all the different Macy's department stores yes. in the Maryland area, and a lot of, a lot of different um, photo shoots for different companies. So mm. that was that was really a good good start for me to get a chance to really get out there and really be around other people, opposed to the mirror inside the house. Nice, nice. Now, did you try to organize the other kids in the neighborhood and get them to, did you put on shows with them and, like, stage them and do things like that? Oh, um, not so much the kids as my no. brother. Okay. <laughs> you, you, you know, he was your recruit. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, I had a younger brother, he's a 
Okay. I actually created my first song as a, I don't know how old I was. It was a game day song. Okay, so I think it makes me sound crazy, but so every time we would sort of start playing, you know, a game in the house, I'm like, honey, you gotta sing the game day song. I had lyrics, I had melody. Uh, they could sing that song before we started playing some games. Oh, do you remember that? Do you remember that song? Could you sing a little bit? I don't remember all of that. I, I, some of the melody was game day, game day, strike out the batter, game day, game day. Put some the volume, right? <laughs> There's other words I had playing. <laughs> nice, nice. I know. Call I me, love call it. Me silly. I love it. I love it. You have to be in this business because if you take it too serious, it will eat you alive. You gotta have. <laughs> you gotta have fun. You know, because I, I equated to this, you know, like how you played in your room and when you were a kid. That's what we should take with us when we get into the seriousness of it, because we should never let the child inside die. The child, that's, that's a good point. You know, the child should always be alive. Yeah, because people get too serious and it's like, hey, man, what are we doing this for? You know, I know there's business and you got to handle that, but come on, let's have fun. It's supposed to be like the playground, the sandbox and the swings and the seesaw and all that stuff, you know? <laughs> <laughs> all right, well... Thank you for talking, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta take a little break, but Kenika, you'll hang in there with me, right? I am hanging in with the uncle. Uh. Uh, all right, all right, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be back here on the underground playground right after this break. Hang in there now. Ciao. Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen. How you doing? This is Uncle Earl on the radio here at the Underground Experience at KCLA-FM and KLED Live in Los Angeles. I am on the phone with Kanika. She is a true, true entertainer, performer, producer, all-around woman that you want to know. How you doing? Hey, ain't nothing but a thing. Ain't nothing but to do it to do it. But um, I want them to really know about your journey in media. I know you've been through the acting and the modeling and singing and the public speaking. But when you really became serious about you know the media and talk shows and radio, how did that start? It was actually weird. I um I was performing one evening at a um a nightclub in the Baltimore area, and there was a gentleman that was in the audience who um had two, two talk radio shows, one mm-hmm. being at Morgan State University um, radio station 88.9 FM and another on an AM station called WOLB. Mm-hmm. And so when he saw me perform, he actually had me to come on his radio show the next day to, to perform the song. And then this from came out. I, I, I have a TV station or a TV show called um, BR News and I work a lot with different politicians and I'm thinking, I'd be good on camera. Have you really ever tried to win a camera interview? Mm. I never had done that at the time, and so he said, I'm going to, you know, let you try out. And nice. he was being real. Uh-huh. People offer you something, but don't always, you know. Right, right. Wolf tickets. Mm-hmm. So he called me up, <laughs> and I came out, and I started doing interviews. And so from um, that first, I ended up going all across Maryland. 
talent. I mean, interviewing people from the mayor, the governor. Wow. I mean, you name it. I, you know, got a chance to work with them, and it was just a great experience. And so, maybe like a couple of months later, I ended up losing my job. Mm. And when I lost my job, I was like, you know, what is that skill that I could possibly um, use in this transitional period to kind mm -hmm. of transition myself further entertainment? And so... Um, that's when I started doing the talk show, The Talk Lounge, nice, and nice. I took that time, and, and because I had met so many different people from the radio experience, mm -hmm. and I had a good group of guests to be on the show, and mm -hmm. I started um, looking at different shows on television so I could understand what type of model really works that people yes. are really engaged into, but yet, what can I put into it to make it my, my own? Mm -hmm. Put your so signature I, I on it. So I did the first live talk show in a nightclub, mm. and it was such a success um, that I ended up having to book other shows to tape. I only gone in there thinking I was going to get three shows out of it, but <laughs> wow. the overwhelming response from, from people nice. and being shocked that somebody in Baltimore putting together a live show that felt like a BET or Oprah uh -huh. Winfrey. Right. And right. I became like really like the first um, woman in this area to really create a, a live format show. Wonderful. And put my own money into it and put it on television. Wonderful. And I just, you know, I knew that regardless of me not having a job, there was not going to be a reason for me not to try to pursue my dream and make something happen. I know, that's right. And it's all related to what entertainment anyway. It is a it is a part of the entertainment industry. So it wasn't a big stretch. It wasn't like, oh my God, you're changing your career. You can still do all that you do and be all you are, which is wonderful. Yeah, but you know, it's, you know, it's, it's money, it's convincing people, you know, and, and, and then when people see what you can do, you have to deal with the whole haterism with it. Oh, so oh my hard. goodness. You know, it, it was hard. It, it's still hard. I mean, right. it's good days, and I'm thankful for everything I've accomplished, but it's always kind of keep your head above Yes, that's a whole nother show. <laughs> we could do an hour on that, on hateration alone, you know. But, hey, we just try to keep it positive and light and, you know, on with up with soldiers. But um, I commend you on everything that you've done. I mean, now, Her Style TV, was that, that is what, is that what you started with? Or was it the Talk Lounge first? Um, actually, it was the Talk Lounge. Okay. I started with the Talk Lounge first. Mm -hmm. It is through doing um, the Talk Lounge, I, I actually got booked to do uh, another show, the show never materialized. I ended up meeting two other phenomenal women mm -hmm. with similar interests as my own. Mm -hmm. And we had said, you know what? You know what can we do to put together a platform that would be dynamic for young women who are business and professional that want to talk about areas such as business, beauty, entertainment, and lifestyle. Mm -hmm. So we decided to put together a show called Her South TV, mm -hmm. um, which is a right now a blog talk radio show that airs every Tuesday um, at eight o'clock in the evening mm -hmm. on, on the internet so we can be able to engage those other women who are just like us yeah. and want to just be able to network with other women who can who they can see are doing positive things and who want to be a part of a positive movement. Mm -hmm. And that's with Candace and, and Quinn, daughter, right? Candace yeah. and Quinn Conyers. Yeah, so. yeah. They, they were, it was so much fun. They're great. You guys are all great. You have such great chemistry. I can see that you love what you're doing and you love each other. I can, I can hear yeah, it. Yeah, you know. <laughs> because, you know, our look together just speaks power. You know, and, and entertainment, image is everything. It's a part of it. And I think you have to be dropped down gorgeous. Mm -hmm. But there's the aura that you can emit as an individual can speak to the power of how you can speak to people. And so we, yes. we captured that, that energy very well together. Yes, well, you are beautiful. Thank you. <laughs> this picture sitting here looking at me like it's going to jump off my computer screen. <laughs> no, it's great. But, um, wow, so how long have you known Candace and Quinn? No. Actually, it's crazy. I, um, Candace it goes to my church, and okay. we happen to be, we were both in the same fine arts ministry. So I met her through mm -hmm. the whole 
all dramatic pieces. Okay. And um, Quinn was also, you know, was on other talk shows and as a speaker on the speaker circuit. So I met her through the speaking realm. So I, I, we've been working together um, through the Hearst Now brand for about a year. Mm. Okay. And I've, I've known both of them for, for a little over uh, two, two, maybe three years. Mm, wonderful. Wow. Well, that's another big chunk for them to listen to and think about. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, I want you to grab a pen and paper. We're going to take a break, but grab a pen and paper and come back because, you know, Kanika's going to lay down some of her law and we're going to get into some more of her career and her music. That is a big highlight. We're going to bust out a little bit of Runway Girl. How do you think about that, Kanika? What do you think about that? (laughs) Okay, ladies and gentlemen, check this out. This is Kanika with Runway Girl. Moving in my seat, moving in my seat. <laughs> I want to walk down. Okay, there's not enough room in here for a runway, but um, can't be all that. <laughs> it can't be all that. But that's wonderful. So, how how was the process of putting this? You have it's an album ready for the world, actually, right? Correct. Yes, ready for the world. Yeah. RFPW. Okay, and how was the process of putting this together? Well, actually, I have to thank my um, producer and my songwriting um, partner, John Gordon of um, WCM Records, and so. Um, this, everything started really with the Runway Girl song because he gave me a, um, a new catalog of music to listen to mm-hmm. and I usually for me I'm a person that writes right around my car that's my, my, my creative space right. I write from my car <laughs> okay. when I first heard the, um, the instrumental Runway Girl I'm like wow this song is different it, it, to me it was a song I couldn't approach as far as lyrics I could just see a model mm. walking to that you know down the runway and mm-hmm. so we got together one evening and I was like you know what I have lyrics for this song and that song but this song right here is a little bit different it's a, it's a model song and so he starts me and I'm a runway girl I'm a runway girl and that's just out 
<laughs> nice. So really, I'm a diva. All hey, diva. all right. And it's really that, that song that speaks to the fact that women, we love to look good. I mean, we shop to be dropped. Mm-hmm. We're inside of a house. <laughs> you know, we, we change our clothing. I don't know how many times to put the right combination together. I know, that's right. So we can look good and feel good about ourselves. So it's really that song that really positively speaks to the fact that you know, that we love to, to, to just have that image in it that we are just as bad mm. as a tire banks or a Heidi Klum when we walk out the house. Mm. Now, and that sophistication makes us that, that runway girl. Mm, nice. Have you pitched it to any of those shows to possibly be on it? You know, like a oh, that one, that, well, You know, my goal is, is to really pitch the song um, mm. to fashion-related shows and mm-hmm. pitch it to different um, different designers so they can use that as a song for their, for their runway. I I, I, I I equate the song to, like, the sweet dreams are made uh, of it. Uh-huh. You know, you hear that a lot in people's fashion shows. Right? Mm-hmm. I think that once this song gets out, it can be that national anthem for every single woman. And mm-hmm. even in the video, we didn't focus on skinny chicks. And, you know, a lot of times <laughs> when we would let people, you know, some people in the industry see the video, yes. they're like, oh, I love it, but, yes. you know, maybe you should be more high fashion. And I'm like, you know what? That's what's wrong with the industry today. Like, exactly. you see where the world is at, where women are at, where men are at. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be a Beyonce type of image right. to be able to reach the masses. You know, the everyday woman is the woman that goes to the Marshalls and the Ross and the Ashley exactly. and they buy these clothing, but they still like a million bucks. Mm-hmm. Why can't we show a, a plus-size woman with a, with a woman who is size zero? We're all women and we're all beautiful. Thank you very much. So, you know, I just hope <laughs> I can get that image out, that at least even for me as an artist, I'm not caught up in that hoopla of Hollywood, that it's about the everyday person, that, you right. know, we want an opportunity to be seen. It's as big as some of these celebrities. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. everybody doesn't look like a coat hanger. No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm crazy. I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. Taking this time out of your busy schedule, as I know you are, you know, to talk with Uncle Earl and thank you. Thanks once again for, you know, having me on your show. And um, I look Aww. forward I look forward to a fruitful relationship from this moment on. And let's, you know, just yeah, keep it definitely. going. And if people want to see clips for the Talk Lounge, you can always go to uh, talkloungetv.com. Mm-hmm. And then to, um, and on that website, you can get links for my music or you can go to kanikamusic.com, which is K-A-N-I-K-A, music.com. And also to check out Her Style TV, um, it's facebook.com slash Her Style TV. Network. Okay, and why don't you tell them once again when you're on, when it airs. Yeah, so, um, so Her Style TV, um, which is our internet blog talk radio show, airs every single Tuesday at 8 o'clock p.m., and typically people can call in um, or they can actually uh, click on our Her Style link. And so the best way to be able to get that information is just by going to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Her Style TV Network. And then um, if you want to see the talk around, I mean, unfortunately, by it in a TV show, you really would have to be in the area. But you can mm-hmm. always catch um, episodes that have aired at uh, talkloungetv.com, okay. as well as hearing some of the music that's coming up from the upcoming album right there as well. Marvelous, well, marvelous. Great. And you can also we'll be able to catch her on www.ultimateunderground.com. We will be posting it up there as well. And I wish you a wonderfully blessed evening, Kanika, and onward, upward soldiers, and, you know, just continue to shine and be beautiful. Thank you. Thank you so much for allowing me to share with you and the underground experience. Oh, you are welcome. You are welcome. Anytime, anytime. And give my regards to Candace and Quinn, please. Oh, I would definitely. All righty. And I will be talking to you soon. All right, Uncle Earl. All right. Take care, Mama. (laughs) I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was an exclusive interview with Kanika from Hearst Style TV. There'll be more right after this.
Hi, Dan.